Coming up on this episode of No More Beans, Jess reveals just how much she loves stationery. And they invigilate as he used to walk past and be like, you got enough pens there? <laughs> Tom lets us in on his dirty little secret. I hadn't had a bath probably in 10 years, maybe more. Right. And we share some of the cheesiest inspirational quotes out there. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> that's literally an awful one. Plus, we'll be finding out how you can make money from Instagramming your revision notes and how to combat the stress of exams. Hello and welcome to episode three of No More Beans. I'm Jess, I'm an editor here at Save the Student and as usual I'm joined by my fellow editor Tom. How are you doing Tom? I'm very well thank you Jess and more importantly thank you for asking me this week. How <laughs> yeah I forgot last week and I felt really bad about it. Well how are you Jess? <laughs> I'm good. I, um, I'm just recovering from a slightly traumatic incident which happened a few days ago. Spill. <laughs> so basically um, I was basically robbed robbed of 200 pounds at the weekend were you actually robbed of 200 pounds not literally not in the way you'd expect i basically um i don't know if you probably heard of it but bongo's bingo um, i'm aware of it <laughs> yeah it's basically where you go and you play bingo and you get really drunk and basically if two people shout like bingo for the same card you have to go on stage in front of like hundreds of people and do a dance off cool um which i to pres- what to what music Oh, I can't really remember. I think the the adrenaline was going so much that I actually can't really remember the music. It was just like generic, like hip hop kind okay. of music. So I had to go up on stage and and uh, and I and I danced like I really put my heart and soul into it. Um, and I didn't win. I really, but I think I should have. Like I think I really think I put the most effort in. But is is there a video of this? There is video evidence, of course. Um, can we can we put it on on the website? It'll be on the show notes. <laughs> Oh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, it won't. Oh. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that's, I'm just getting over that at the moment. Anyway, moving on from that horrendously embarrassing incident, on this week's show, we're talking all about revision. Yay. <laughs> yep. Uh, we've got loads of stuff coming up on today's show. We've got some of the best or more likely some of the worst motivational quotes for anyone who needs a bit of a, a boost during the exam season. Uh, we'll also be interviewing a student who runs a studygram, who, among other things, will be telling us what a studygram actually is. Yeah, plus we'll be sharing all of your best study tips as well as a few of our own. And finally, we'll be revealing our revision break guilty pleasures in this week's Money Confessions. Uh, and don't forget, if you want to get in touch with us with any of your own tips or stories, you can email us at podcast at save the student. You can send us a message on WhatsApp. Just head to save the student.org forward slash WhatsApp, uh, or you can tweet us at save the student. Okay, so we thought to start off the show, we would give you a daily dose of inspiration. Um, So what we've done is pick out some of the best inspirational quotes that we can find. I'm I'm just going to say right now, mine are some of the worst. I was going to say, well, the best depends on how you're looking at it. The best is in like the cringiest and... Yeah, I do not like inspirational quotes. I think most of them are really corny and not inspirational and very like surface level deep, if you know what I mean. So people like sound like they're being deep, but actually what they're saying is absolute garbage. Yeah, well, I like inspirational quotes, but only, like, good ones. Yeah. Like, I used to stick them on my wall and stuff. Don't do that anymore. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's nice to start the day with yeah. a bit of a pep talk. Um, so do you want to go first and share? Yeah, so I think favorite? yours are celeb ones, so I'm going to be guessing yeah, yours. Mine are, mine are celeb ones, so there is a name to the, to the okay. words. Mine, mine are just, like, random garbage quotes. Anonymous. And this, is, this one, the first one, was in um, our student finance expert, Jake Butler, this was in his uh, Facebook bio, I think. What, currently? It, well, it was. Oh, right, okay. You can do anything, but not everything. 
I don't even know what that means. <laughs> that is a good one, actually. I don't know what it means. Life is a bit. So learn how to f*** it. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> that's literally an awful one. <laughs> he would stick that on the wall. I know. Yesterday is history, tomorrow a mystery, and today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Oh my god, that is going to vomit. <laughs> this one, so in my old work, used to be a whiteboard behind where I sat, and every now and again we'd put up like, rubbish inspirational quotes on there and this was my personal favorite there's no traffic on the extra mile what so it means oh yeah it means you should go the extra mile because there's no you know there's nothing to stop you yeah awful (laughs) this one i enjoyed when there's nothing else to burn you have to set yourself on fire (laughs) (laughs) which i guess means when you're at your limit push yourself even further yeah um, that is horrendous, though. There is no elevator to, elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. Oh, I hate that one. Yeah. And then the final one, which I think is the cheesiest of them all. Success is not owned. It's rented. And this rent is due every day. What? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I guess you have to keep earning your success. You can't just get success and then live yeah. on it. Mm. I don't know. But this is why I think all these quotes are trash. Because when you go beyond the surface of thinking, oh, that's really cool. You just think, actually, it's rubbish. Yeah. I remember a while ago, my friends, like, freaked me on Twitter and changed my Twitter bio to, what is that horrendous quote, which is about, like, learning to dance in the rain, something like that. It's not oh, about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that Avoiding was... the storm. It's learning to dance in the rain. And they yeah. changed it to that. And I literally didn't realise for, like, a good six months... And then I literally went on my Twitter bio, I was like, oh my God, was that me? Am I that embarrassing? Like, what's I, yeah, when I was researching like corny inspirational quotes for this, that was one of them that just came up time and time again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the whole thing of like dance like nobody's watching as well. Oh yeah. So. Absolute garbage. Okay. Anyway, so I've picked out some good celebrity ones. Okay. Are these like ones they said or like ones they posted on Instagram that maybe somebody else said or? I think these are ones that they've said okay. from the legitimate source of Google Images. All right. If you put a face next to a quote, it means they definitely said it. Yeah, obviously. So, yeah, don't take this as, like, gospel. They might not have said okay. this. Try and fail, but never fail to try. Ooh. Deep. I think a lot of a lot of online quotes of this kind of thing are from, like, Theodore or Eleanor Roosevelt. What? A lot of these quotes online. Yeah. A lot of these inspirational ones, they're always attributed to Theodore Roosevelt. I thought or... they were always... There was one, isn't it, like Oscar Wilde? They oh, maybe. Loads of quotes are just attributed to him, even though he never said them. Well, I'm guessing this one isn't Oscar Wilde. No. Or, okay, I'm going to take a shot in the dark at Elon Musk. No. It's Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, he, he failed at being the Joker, so... Yeah. Zing. Um... If you know you are going to fail, then fail gloriously. Wow. Okay. I reckon that one's someone a bit more fun, like, I don't know, Tom Hanks. It's Kate Blanchett. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, this is a good one. No matter how talented you are, not everybody is going to like you, but that's life. Just oh. stay strong. Oh, I hate these ones. In fact, one of the ones I was going to use was something about, like, um, if you feel like you're going to fail, don't, because... Think about all the people who want to see you fail. I just think, mm. I don't know about you, but I don't think I have many haters. Like, <laughs> Well, not that you knew about. That's, yeah, it's true. I kind of feel like people who like always talking about like, oh, I've got to do this because the haters don't want me to do it. It's like, you must be a bit of a 
bleep this, if, you, you know, people, are, if you have that many haters, like, I don't know. Well, who do you think said that then? Um, it's like... It's going to be like a rapper or like a kind of reality TV star or something. I'm going to go uh, Jay-Z. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, <laughs> of course it is. Yep. Um, okay. Nothing is impossible. Even the word says, I'm possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, again, surface level intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um... All right, give me a clue on this one. Is it? it give me, give me the profession. It's, it's an actress. Um, actor. from a while ago, not current. Not oh, currently is it alive. like? Is it like Audrey Hepburn? Yes. Yes. Um, right. So, final one. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my path is yet. I'm just walking it. <laughs> I think. I think I saw this one when I was researching it. Oh God! Again, could you give me another clue of um, the profession? Actress. Actress. Alive? Alive, but old. Old, okay. Um, let's go for Meryl Streep. It is Olivia Newton-John. Really? Yeah. Wow, all I know about her is that she was in Greece. Yeah, she's standing in Greece. Oh, God, I'm glad I got that one right. Um, but yeah, that was one of my favourites. I think these are all awful, but the message is good. That if well... You- yeah. No, genuinely though, I think when you're revising, it does feel like you know you're you're kind of barking up a, a tree, and there's a, there's no reward at the end. Mm. But if you're stuck in like a two week revision session or something, the end of the road is good. And when you're done with it as well, the feeling of relief. Yeah. And when you get your results through as well. I mean, in the words of Kate Blanchett, if you're gonna fail, fail gloriously. <laughs> Okay, so today um, we're joined by a really special guest. Um, we've got Rachel. She is a first-year law student at the University of Nottingham, and she runs a studygram called Messy Studies. Um, so, Rachel, for those who don't know, could you explain what a studygram is? So, basically, a studygram is, in simple terms, it's just an Instagram account about studying and generally anything school-related. Yeah, how did you get into it? Was it something that you were doing anyway? or I actually started on Tumblr. So I started as a study blur, which is this Tumblr version of a studygram. Um, but I found that on Tumblr, it's harder to engage with like my followers. So I decided to move over to Instagram. But my Instagram and my Tumblr are still connected. But basically, I started it to have some fun. Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. I mean, revision can be pretty boring, can't it? So it's going yeah. to get something fun out of it. Um, so is it is it possible uh, to make money from running a Studygram account? Um, definitely. I do know other accounts that um, get sponsorships or partnerships from certain brands. Or there are also Studygrams that have affiliate codes to certain stationery shops. So yeah. whenever um, a follower uses their affiliate link or code, they get a commission from it. Um, for me, uh, I don't have any of those. So what I do is I have an Etsy, which has, um, for now, there are some stickers that I've made, which are on my Etsy, which people can buy and like use for studying or like generally to like decorate stuff. Oh, that's a really cool idea, actually. So you can obviously go on your Etsy account and, and people can order those. Yeah. So, oh, cool, that's a really good idea. Um, so mm-hmm. obviously you said that a studygram account can just be pretty much anything to do with studying or that kind of thing. Yep. But what yep. would you say there's kind of any 
sort of skills that you need to be able to do one because I think a lot of them you see those kind of like really nice fonts mm. and handwriting yeah kind true of things. um generally I would say that there aren't particular skills that you need it's more of like um how you put yourself on your studygram mm. so for me um I like to be uh friendly and approachable and encouraging to people and also to just just engage with my followers or like other studygram that I follow on my account so you you don't really need particular skills to start a studygram you just start it and I mean, obviously, on on the handwriting thing, do you think, so mm-hmm. if someone wants to do one, but they think, oh, God, when I write my revision notes, they just look horrible or whatever. Do you think it's possible <laughs> you can kind of like type up your notes or something like that? Um, There's always this misconception with studygrams or like study blurs, where it's like you have to have nice handwriting or you have to have certain stationery. But that's such a big misconception because... You don't really have to have handwriting. If you have neat handwriting, that's a good bonus that you can have. But mm. you can just show like your notes or like you can do time lapses of your studying sessions, which I do also. Because sometimes when I'm studying, my handwriting is atrocious. You can just work around it in terms of finding different types of content. Just You can just move around not needing to show your handwriting close up. You can just take a picture of your notes. And you can, I mean, you can use colors or stickers or like anything. You just don't, you don't need to have neat handwriting or um, certain stationaries like maltliner highlighters or stuff like that to be a studygram. Cool. That's, I mean, that's good news for me because my handwriting is, is far from good. <laughs> um, so would you say that running a studygram uh, helps your studies or does it help you revise and kind of retain information? In terms of revising and retaining information, it doesn't go that far. I would say it more or less just helps me to be accountable to myself because when I start a study, study gram, I do have an audience. So basically, when I want to post something, I'm keeping myself accountable that I make posts about what I'm studying and what I'm doing. Yeah. And also, it's another thing about how when it comes to studying, it's always about motivation and discipline. So I think like my study gram helps me to make sure that I'm disciplined and my studying and also in revising for my exams as well yeah i guess it's probably quite a good way to make sure that you actually do it if you if you know if you plan to post at the end yeah especially since like i'm an international student so uh, my parents aren't here with me so i need to keep myself accountable which the studygram helps so So what would you say are your top tips for making these kind of revision notes? Like all the things that work for you. So obviously you mentioned kind of like colours. Is it is it making it really colourful? Is it about breaking the information down into bullet points? What would you say? Sometimes I add colours for like, let's say, case studies or like certain opinions or things that the lecturer says that I feel is important. So I'll just write it down in different colours. So like it emphasises the point as well. I also make mind maps for certain modules that I have because the certain topics in the modules are interlinked. So it's better for me to look at it in visual form. So it's easier for me to link, let's say, one top, one chapter to another chapter. Another thing that I also do is I also make flowcharts for certain topics as well because there are certain structures to the answers that I have to write. So it's easier for me to go through and write the answers if I have a flowchart as well. Mm-hmm. yeah they're all yeah. great ideas I mean I was the kind of person I had to make it kind of like visual as you said with like mind maps yeah. and that kind of thing if it's just text on the page without yeah. any kind of yeah but I would yeah. say 
like find what works for you because what I do may not work for somebody else because there are different types mm. of learners. You have like oral learners, physical learners, visual learners. So like find out what type of learner you are and then try. It's kind of a trial and error thing. But as long, I feel like as long as you work hard, you get what you want. Cool. And um, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. That was really interesting. Yeah. Um, we'll put a link to your study gram on the show notes um, on the website mm. if anyone wants to go and have a look. Um, yeah. And yeah, you can find out more about how to set up a study gram on the site. So thank you for joining us, mm-hmm. Rachel. Thank you so much. So this week, we asked you to send in your revision hacks and just general study tips. And we got absolutely loads of responses. So thank you so much for sending those in. Um, Here's some of the best. My best study uh, study hack is to use an app to stop me using my phone, pretty much. Um, I've used Forest and Hold. And um, they like, it, it stops me messing about and distracting myself. So when it comes to exam revision, what I like to do is just do like a burst of revision for like 20 minutes and take a break. Because I find that if I don't take breaks, then information's not really going in my mind. And also go through past paper questions. My top revision hack is to get a regular sleeping pattern. And not only that, but um, I also ensure that when I'm having a shower, um, it can sometimes seem as a waste of time. And so what I try tend to do is... I'd learn something new just before I go to have a shower. And then when I'm having a shower, I'd try and mentally go over what I just learnt. Top hacks is to bring a ton of snacks to keep you keep you awake and active whilst you're revising like I'm doing now. Bringing loads of pick and mix to the library. My top tip for exam is you can eat buffet for lunch and then you won't have to eat anything at dinner anymore. I mean, my personal favourite has to be the buffet one. I mean, that is an absolutely genius technique. It made me laugh when when I first heard it a lot, (laughs) but I'm not sure if it would work for me because... But, I mean, like, why waste time eating two meals a day when you can just eat one and make sure it's big enough that it lasts the full day? Well, because if you're me, especially, I get severe post-lunch fatigue. So if I eat a big lunch, and this guy is advocating eating a big lunch, I'd, I'd I'd be gone for the rest of the day. I'd be so tired. Yeah, but you see, I'm the opposite because if I'm even the slightest bit hungry when I'm studying, all I can think about is food. Like, I need to be full. To be fair, when I was writing my dissertation, I uh, basically had to, like, cut a lot of kind of saturated fats out of my diet as well on medical advice. Um, Okay. (laughs) Which also meant that I had to cut out all things like biscuits and everything. Yeah. And literally, I remember sitting there trying to write my dissertation and then just like basically it was basically withdrawal symptoms yeah like i was mm. just sat there and i just i had to go like moderate like cookies so i have like a cookie an hour mm. just to kind of wire myself back it. in oh yeah. god well if you do want to try the buffet technique we do have a guide on the website um about how to make the most of an all-you-can-eat buffet love it um which is yeah it's, it's a good read i'm telling you that lovely stuff i also really enjoyed the tip about um about hold and forest the two apps that basically encourage you not to use your phone um i was aware of forest uh when i was a student and i used that a few times basically you grow a virtual forest and i think they plant trees in real life at the same time i've heard about that one yeah yeah yeah. um but the thing with hold is that so you know it's obviously very noble to you know let the app grow trees for you Mm. but with hold you actually get kind of tangible rewards from it so 
you I think you get 20 points per oh sorry 10 points per 20 minutes that you uh, like don't look at your phone or don't use your phone um, mm. and then you can build those points up and you can get like free coffee at Costa uh, free popcorn at, at cinema and uh, you know I think it's just a really great way to kind of just avoid looking at your phone but also because it times it by 20 minutes it gives you a great way to like break your studies up because I think like I think it's probably scientifically proven as well that you can't just like revise or work for three mm. hours without a break. Like yeah. your brain just goes to bits. Yeah. Um, it's much better if we take breaks. And yeah, kind of just definitely. Let, let everything sink in. Yeah, I really wish I'd had that when I was at uni, to be honest. Yeah. It'd be very useful. And as well, you get the pleasure of knowing that you're making money from doing your work. Yeah, so. exactly. So what would you say your top tips are for revising? Um, one of the ones I have, which is like more unconventional, is to like... When I say dress well, I don't mean like put your best shirt on and stuff. Put your tux on to yeah. go to the library. <laughs> <laughs> but like, don't, you know, if you're working at home, if you're like revising at home, don't just like wear your like slob around clothes. Mm, like put on some one. decent clothes because it's otherwise really difficult. I find it even now in a job, like if I, if I ever work from home, I have to like wear proper clothes. Otherwise I can't get into like a working mindset. Yeah. So if you're in slobbing clothes, like you're going to feel slobby. Whereas yeah. if you get up, shower, like do your hair like you normally would and everything, I find it really helps just to like get into the mindset. Yeah. I think at uni, I had this one friend who wore the same onesie for about two weeks straight. <laughs> oh my she just God. didn't take this onesie off. And at the end, we were just like, put it in the bin. It's disgusting. It yeah. <laughs> it's just literally disgusting. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Um, I think on a kind of similar note, find a space that works for you. So like, I think you mentioned before that you would try and like revise in your bed and you just like fall asleep. Yeah, I have to be incredibly uncomfortable and cold and just and alone. Basically, See, I'm the opposite. I can't be cold and uncomfortable, so I yeah. I would revise in my bed, but I would move my cushions around, so I was like essentially on my bed sideways. No, I used to go to, we had this really old library on campus and I used to go and find like the draftiest spot with the most uncomfortable oh. wooden chair. <laughs> because I don't know, if I'm, if I'm too comfortable. It kept you alert. Yeah, if I'm too yeah. comfortable, I'll just like doze off, like just, I need to be like yeah, yeah in yeah. that state of alertness. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think my top tip was always to say things out loud. Like I always remember things a lot better and understand them a lot better mm. if I say them out loud and kind of pretend that I'm explaining them to someone even yeah. though I wasn't always doing that I mean you can't really do it in the library where you've got to be quiet and stuff but I would just <laughs> sit in my bedroom and I would just like explain to an invisible person about some theory or whatever and yeah. I just yeah it just help me remember it a lot more uh, yeah I think especially because if you have to kind of um kind of spell it out in in actual words it can mm. also like make it make it sit better in your brain like yeah you're, you're suddenly understanding it in english rather than just like understanding it within your brain if you know what i mean yeah because i think if you're just reading it over and over again you can kind of just get you're not really proactively doing anything yeah. whereas if you're kind of saying out loud i think that really helps definitely um, um and on a kind of a, a similar thing i.e sound um <laughs> very similar <laughs> yeah um i think one thing that really varies from person to person um but generally i think the rule kind of applies but how you adapt the rule is different is music um and we were talking about this before the show so you prefer like really upbeat motivational music, yeah don't you? i need to be like pumped like i need to be like yeah come on like like kind of what you'd listen to like in a workout or in the yeah. gym or something i need that when i'm revising to like keep me so what's your number one revision song <laughs> don't ask me this question <laughs> <laughs> i literally just sat for like 10 minutes on my spotify like what non-embarrassing song can I use for this podcast and you chose <laughs> I just chose I just said something by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis 
just because they've got they've got some good songs. And I also think because the lyrics are so fast, I can't sing along to them in That's my true. head. Yeah. And I think sometimes if it's a song that you know really well and you're just kind of singing along to it, that doesn't really help. Well, that's the, that's the issue that I have. I can't listen to music with lyrics if I'm revising or mm. trying to uh, trying to work like really intensely because it, it just distracts my head too much. Mm. Uh, so instead, I don't really listen. I wouldn't call it like classical music, but like film soundtracks and film scores. Uh, oh, yeah. I used idea. to go on YouTube and mm. find like, hour hour and a half long playlists of like different kind of film soundtracks and stuff mm. and i would honestly be able to listen to one on loop for an entire day um oh actually i say i didn't listen to classical music there was an eight hour playlist on youtube that i found that i listened to and there is nothing more depressing than getting to the end of that playlist and realizing you've been working for eight hours and and you still Straight. and you still haven't finished what you needed to do. Well, that is depressing. I think I'm not really a big fan of like classical music, but mm. sometimes I like find playlists which have sounds like the rain on a window or something yeah. like that. They're quite nice. Like yeah. they're quite relaxing. Well, uh, in that spirit, we've put together a revision playlist on Spotify, which we will link to in the show notes, which hopefully will go some way to helping you through the tough times. Right. So, you know, despite our best tips, it's it's fair to say that we're probably all going to have, or we all have had, pretty bad times revising or doing essays and stuff. Yep. Um, I mean, we could all come up with our own stories of, like, the worst, you know, the, the kind of worst last minute, 24-hour mm. straight working kind yep. of story. Uh, but what would your, like, worst horror story be? I mean, I didn't have anything that was too bad. I think... For me, the worst time was probably my final semester of my final year at uni. Yeah. Um, when I was basically just juggling a million things at once. Like I was doing my dissertation and obviously my normal uni work as well. I had a part-time job. Um, I worked as the news editor on the student newspaper. Oh and I was running in the student elections. <sighs> and it was just like so much stuff. And at the most crucial point yeah. of your degree as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but my dissertation, I think, was worth as much as the entire first year. God, I don't even know in yeah. terms of those kind of credits. But yeah, I mean, it was it was really intense. And I remember hitting a point where I just became like really ill. Like I got a flu because oh, of just no. like everything caught up with me. I always used to get me. that in revision season. Yeah. So I think for me, that was like the worst point. Oh God. What about yours? Um, so during, well, mine's also based on my dissertation. Um, I basically hadn't, because of issues and like collecting the data that I needed, I got to, I think two weeks or a week and a half before the deadline and hadn't basically written a word. Um, yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, um, fine. So I essentially just isolated myself in my flat. My mm. flatmate, he was at home writing his dissertation. Uh, so it was just me in this two-bed flat. And pretty much for a week and a half, two weeks, the only people I spoke to or had, like, human interaction with was, like, the checkout people at co-op. And that was it. For two weeks, I just stuck in my flat, worked all day, went to bed. Like, I think I, was, I would have gone insane. Well, I mean, almost did. Yeah. Um, my dissertation turned out all right, thank God. Yeah, so I think, I mean, that was the worst thing. I had other things as well, like, I had a really weird, like, pen paranoia um, about, like... I'm intrigued. <laughs> as in, obviously, when you go into an exam, you've got to take pens with you. Yeah. This, this started probably A-level, to be honest. It wasn't even a uni thing. Um, I had to take a minimum of 10 pens. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, I was about to say, oh my god, I'm the same, because I used to take three in. No, I used to take, I used to have, literally, well, you can't say this because this is a podcast, but my hands right now are representing how big the pens were. Like, Jess's altogether. hands, yeah, she's done a circle which I would describe as bigger than a Jaffa cake. <laughs> like a pint, maybe, like a pint. Yeah, like a pint glass. Um, and I used to wrap, like, put an elastic band on them to keep them all together um, and go into an exam, and the invigilators used to walk past and be like, you got enough pens there? And I'd be like, <laughs> yep. But then the great thing was, whenever someone like didn't have a pen because mm. they'd forgot it, I'd always be like, pens yeah, are there. Yeah, that used to be me too. That used to be me too. I'd be like, hands out those pens. But I'm yeah, surprised was... they didn't think you were cheating in some way. What, like, you had 10 pens? Yeah, they were just like, that's too many. She's up to something. <laughs> it was a bit ridiculous, but I was just so paranoid that my pens were going to run out of ink. Yeah, I did always used to be like, and I don't think I, my, any of my pens ever ran out. So yeah, I think that's kind of the worst horror stories I can think of. So it's that time again. It's money confessions. And this week we're going to be talking about what we wasted all of our money on during revision periods. So just like, you know, when you're stressed out and you don't have time to do things, you just end up wasting money on random stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mine weirdly, well, I had a couple. One is actually not because I was too too stressed out to do anything. It was kind of to reduce stress. So I probably haven't had or at the time hadn't had a bath in it's gonna sound like i'm really filthy i just shower instead all right i was gonna say i was like where is this going (laughs) no i hadn't had a bath probably in like 10 years maybe more Right. okay um but for some reason so during that period of isolation for like two weeks i decided i need to do something to like kind of de-stress at the end of the Mm. day so uh, i bought like like radox bath oils and stuff like that (laughs) Um, and would have a bath and would like Mm -hmm. put family guy on my tablet and watch it and light some like scented candles sounds like you're having a great time by yourself really (laughs) well the thing is i realized pretty quickly the reason why i hadn't had baths in a long time is because one they're pretty boring yeah they really are and two i just got really hot yeah so it didn't really it didn't really de-stress me that much i just got hot and flustered i might need to get out exactly it it didn't really do much to de-stress me at all so the money i spent on the scented candles (laughs) Probably. The scented candles, that's changed from what it was two minutes ago. I just scented candles. <laughs> did you? Yeah, it's yeah. like bath oils. No, no, sorry, definitely, I did get bath oils. <laughs> and also scented candles. And also scented candles. Set in the romantic mood. Yeah, the scented candles money, that didn't get wasted because, you know, scented candles, you can use them anyway. Yeah, okay. Um, but the bath oils, I think I still have it in my house somewhere. Because obviously I didn't finish it, because why yeah. would I? Like, I realised very quickly it was a waste of money. Okay. But um, the other one was that... In first year, I had so many assignments due, like, in the week before Christmas that I just literally went to Co-op and kind of bought, like, almost, like, apocalypse survival pack. Like, just bought loads of stuff that I could just eat within the house. So I've got a picture of it here. Like, we've got, like, pizzas. We've got, like, chocolate yogurt. That is healthy. We've got prawns, obviously. Dolmio sauces. We've got fried chicken and chips. I was going to say, you've got an actual takeaway there. Club bars. I mean, I've, I've got... And it, you know, an incredibly unhealthy diet, but enough to live on for a few days. Yeah, I think mine, I struggled with this one a bit. I can't really remember what I used to waste my money on. But if it was something, it would probably be takeaway, like in the evening. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, I can't bother to go to the shop and buy food and cook it when I've got an exam tomorrow. So I'd always just get like the Milano special was <laughs> close to my heart, I would say. Is that pizza, yeah? Yeah, that is. It's an amazing pizza where the toppings are like underneath the cheese. So it looks Ooh. like a cheese pizza, but there's actually like salami and pepperoni. Is there more cheese underneath the toppings? I think so. Oh it was gosh. It was really good anyway. Um, and also, 
on an aside, I used to buy a lot of highlighter pens. As you can see, I've got a bit of a weird thing with pens. Um, <laughs> and even now, I've got like a huge bag just full of highlighter pens. I used to highlight everything, like even things that didn't need highlighted. It was just the colour. I always used to have an issue with this. I would highlight too much and it would be like, well... What's the point? What, what was the point? Yeah, I just yeah. highlighted the entire page. Yeah, I think I was kind of getting the hang of it towards the end, but mm. I just had like every highlighter pen colour you could even imagine. Like, oh, God. It's a bit crazy. So basically what we're saying is... If you're wasting money on something during revision season, don't worry about it. You're not alone. So that's everything for this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it and learned some stuff that will be useful the next time you come to revise for an exam. Next week's show, we're going to be talking about making money at uni. So whether that's a part-time job or a side hustle, no matter how weird and wonderful it is, we want to know about it. So we want you to answer this question. How do you make money at uni and what's the hardest thing about juggling it with your studies? Yeah, so is it struggling to meet deadlines? Is it shift work? Is it the fact that you have to go home over the holidays? Whatever it is, let us know. Uh, you can send your answers as a voice message on our WhatsApp group. So head to savethestudent.org forward slash WhatsApp to join. Uh, and as usual, the best will win a £5 Amazon voucher. So yeah, we hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to head to savethestudent.org forward slash podcast to catch up on the show notes, including our recommended essential reading to help you save money. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of No More Beans. For more information on the tips and tricks shared in this episode, head to savestudent.org forward slash podcast.